Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. This morning, uh, I want to I ask you, I found in, 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 in my wife and myself's lives, we use a little word a lot, or, or we've, a little word has become a recurring theme. It's the word again. I don't know if you've, if you've found that you use the word again a lot these days, that you're sick again, that you're hurt again, lonely again, hurt again, sore again, tired again, that you're scared again, how about the government again? Uh, you know, how about war and unrest and state of disaster and a new variant again? How about my spouse again, my kids again? That relationship again. And it's, it's so easy for this little word that references the familiar and, and, and references repetition in our lives can so easily become negative because this little word means once more or one more time. And in all those things that I just mentioned, none of us needs once more or one more time. It's like once was good enough, you know. I don't need two t-shirts. I don't know about you guys, but I don't, okay. So I don't need again, again. But as we face that thing, Again, whatever that thing might be, that little word again is actually an invitation. It's an invitation to trust again, to pray again, to worship again, to declare God's word over the situation again, and to take heart again. When we were stuck in one of our agains, um, my wife found a a devotional by by Hillsong Church uh, that literally spoke into that again. They brought out an album and they called it All Their Songs Again. And it really, really, really impacted us. So if you're looking for that, go go and check out Hillsong. They have wonderful devotions around this. But I think I'll give you the cliff notes and I'll give you the bits that really impacted our lives, uh, our everyday lives, uh, our going and our coming, uh, not... So often we make these things theory and we put them out there and it's these big special things and it's, it's really not. It is actually the very thing that impacts us in our everyday lives. It's the very thing that we see first thing in the morning, we see the last thing at night before we go to sleep, that thing that bothers you at lunchtime, that thing that bothers you when you're alone in the car or alone in your helmet. It's not out there, it's in here. And it's here again. See. Again, might be a reminder of, of the wreckage, but it's an invitation to salvation. It's an invitation to restoration. It's an invitation to something new. It's, in, it's an invitation to something better. It's an invitation into God's presence. David allowed us a very, very intimate and very, very personal look into his diary. He writes these poems and he writes these prayers and he writes these songs. And, um, and a lot of them, I'll be honest, 
you, if you go and read the Psalms, you're like, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this to God. All right? But won't God get offended when we say these things? You know? Uh, David not only said them and thought them, thought them, said them, he wrote them down. And, and, and we, have a, we have a fat book of history <laughs> that reminds us of, of, of David's agains. Of, of the hard times that he went through, of, of, of the heart-wrenching things that, that he was struggling with. And um, we get to see that David had a real relationship with God and that we can have a real relationship with God. A real relationship is one that's honest, a one that, that goes, hey, Bri, did you put on deodorant this morning because you stink? Did you brush your teeth? Because, you know, something else is coming out of there. It's not just words, you know. Yes, we can be honest with God. And I brought, he will return the favor. It's wonderful. <laughs> but one of these moments where David gets really, really honest with God is in, in Psalm 43, where David just shares the highs, the lows, the good, the bad, the everything with God. Psalm 43, he says, Declare me innocent, O God. Defend me against these ungodly people. You know, he really had love for his fellow man. Rescue me from these unjust liars. For you are God, my only safe haven. Why have you tossed me aside? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live. There, I will go to the altar of God, to God, the source of all my joy. I will praise you with my heart, O God, my God. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him, and there's that little word, again. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. See, David is just saying that when he allows himself, when he allows himself to stop and to let everything catch up and everything make sense again, it is extremely important to turn back to God again, to start hoping again, to start trusting God again, to start praising God again in whatever he might be facing. Jesus shares some scary details about his death and, and, and about the future days um, of, of his time on earth. In John 16, 33, he's speaking to his disciples and he says, But the time is coming, and indeed is here now, when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. That's really exciting, isn't it? Yet I'm not alone because the Father is with me. I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many troubles and you will many have many trials and sorrows. Sorry, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. See, Jesus is just confirming the fact that life gets ugly. We we get tripped up all the time. We get hurt all the time. Uh, we get we run into things and into places that everything was supposed to work out this way. This is the plan. God, where's the plan? Like I see, I just see trouble, God. Where's the plan? The, the plan is gone. And David, 
encourages us to turn back to God again. Ah, we are blessed in the fact that we have God's word speaking to us every single day. And when we turn back to God again, we get to go back to his word again. In fact, Warren Wearsby said this. He said, the remedy for discouragement is the word of God. When you feed your heart and mind with its truth, you regain your perspective and you find renewed strength. In that statement, there's an implicit again, because you don't return and you don't renew if you don't go back again, isn't it? So there is a tough, a tough chance, a tough time with the word again, a negative time, a, a time that draws you into a dark place with again. But like I said, again is an invitation for us to worship again, for us to trust again, for us to praise again, for us to pray again, to declare God's word again, for us to take heart in him again. So let's look at that. Let's start with worship again. What does worship mean? Worship, worship means to bow down in honor and in awe of a thing. Okay? So it is important when things take a turn for the not so great, <laughs> for us to know where to turn, isn't it? Because we get to give ourselves to God again. We get to stand before him again. We get to declare his goodness for the past again. Psalm 23 and verse 5 tells us, You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. See, David is reminding us that in the presence of our troubles, in the worst of the worst, God is right there. Because he didn't say, um, God, thank you for taking me out of my worst circumstances and, um, you know, placing me on this isolated place and loving me and taking care of No, it's like right there where the enemies are. He's saying, you bless me. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows in the presence of the hardest of heart, in the presence of my enemies. Paul encourages us in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. He says, In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ. See, it's just that invitation to worship again, to remember again, to remember who we are because of who God is in our lives. So, question is, are you tired? Worship again. He renews your strength. Are you downcast? Worship again. Because we get to place our hope in him again. Are you navigating trouble? Worship again. Confess God's reign over your life again. Have you been delivered out of trouble? Have you been healed from something? It's an opportunity to praise again, to say thank you again, to worship again. You see, when we worship, we get to clarify and confess our hope in Christ and in him alone. We get to worship again. It's such an honor. It's such a privilege every time we do it. So easily on a Sunday, we, we sing the songs and we just go through the motions. It's like, it's, you know, there's the cool songs that's followed by the message. For some people, it's just, you know, the window dressing before, before the meet. For other people, it's like, oh, I'm just here for the music. Yeah, the message is great, but I'm just here for the music. 
It's so much more than just music or just window dressing or just anything. It's an opportunity to worship again, to declare again, to move into what God has for us once more. The next thing there is, the next thing David encourages us to do, I think, is for us to pray again. Psalm 27 verse 14 in the Amplified says, Wait confidently, wait for, and confident, con- my English is off. <sighs> wait for, and confidently expect the Lord. Be strong, and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for, and confidently expect the Lord. So when the news goes murder again, the government again, uh, a variant again, a sickness again, a war again, you see, when, 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 when our heads go depression again, anxiety again, fear again, when we're desperate for change again, we get to pray again. You see, we don't, we don't get to control those things. Those things happen outside of our control. But we get to control our response to the things. And our response is prayer every single time. We pray again because we are in control of our response. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Prayer is just an opportunity for us to lay ourselves before God and say, Lord, this sucks. Once again, go, go look at what David does. Like, There's a few times where he's like, God, this just stinks. Like, I was expecting you, and I'm finding Philistines. God, I was expecting you, and I found my next son. <laughs> Lord, I was expecting you, and stuff went wrong. And he just gets to be honest with God. And he just gets to lay his heart open to God. But we pray because we remember who God is again. We remember that he is in control again. We remember what he has done for us again. We pray because only God is worthy of our prayers again. You see, we get to trust in the story that God's writing. And when we pray, every time we do, we say, Lord, I'm buying into the story that you're writing. I want to be part of the story that you are writing. See, I love this, and I'll read this because I'm going to get it wrong. We sail out onto the open waters of trust in him again. We sail on the power of prayer again because we will see him again in whatever we might be facing again. Prayer changes us. It focuses our gaze on the only one who can make the difference that we need. It focuses us on God's word. It focuses us on his power. It focuses us on his grace and his mercy so that we can move forward onto what he has for us. The next again that I think we need to concentrate on is for us to surrender again. Now, surrender is, a, is an interesting one um, because it's an, it's an act of trust and love when it comes to God. It is these lifted hands and an abandoned heart if we go and read what the Merriam-Webster dictionary tells us about surrender, it's, it's to give oneself up into the power of another, especially 
as a prisoner, to give oneself up into the power of another, especially as a prisoner. With God, it's not quite the same. It is the same act of handing yourself over, but the effects are very, very different. You see, when, when it comes to, to the world and what we face here, surrender means that we get locked up and all our privileges get taken away. But when we surrender to God, it means that we have freedom in Him, that He gives us new life and a new opportunity to see Him at work in the things that we are facing. So I want to ask you, what has made you feel trapped in the past? Was it a job? Was it a relationship? Was it an addiction? What, what made you feel trapped in the past? What do you need to surrender to God today? Galatians 4, verses 4 to 7 says, But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law, so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. You are no longer a slave, but you are God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. You see, surrender doesn't take away our rights and our privileges when it comes to God. No, surrender gives us all our rights and privileges as children of the Most High God. It's a very different way of thinking about surrender, isn't it? Surrender in the, in, in the real world is, well, in the world out there, let's put it this way. I think God's world is a pretty real world. But surrender out there means that I've given up, I've lost. Surrender in, in God's economy means that you have gained everything. That you have a chance, a chance to stand against the world. Once again, this surrender doesn't leave us trapped in prisons. This surrender sets us free. In John 8, Jesus is speaking to, to some of the crowd, um, one of the lawyers actually, who, who is trying to trap Jesus. And... Um, He's an Israelite. He is, at this stage, a conquered people. The Romans have taken over. The Greeks before that. They have, they have not owned anything for a long, long time. And this is what this guy is saying to Jesus. He says, but we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anybody. What do you mean we will be set free? And I think it's at this stage that Jesus goes, what are they teaching you kids in school? You know, have you not been around for a while? Like, where were you when history was happening? <laughs> you might have been there in math class, but like history, you, you weren't, you know, you weren't all compass mentors. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. A simple cry, a simple cry of Lord, have your way, sets us free, sets us up for a future and a hope every single time. What have you surrendered but you're still struggling with? Uh, are you the only one fighting for?
for this relationship. You've surrendered it. You've given it over to God, but you are still the only one fighting. Uh, Have you surrendered it to God, but that family member is still trying to find the answers in the bottom of a bottle? Or trying to find the answers with their next fix? Have you surrendered it to God, and you're still struggling, is the question. I want to say surrender again. Because surrender always means that I have nothing to give. Nobody's ever surrendered because they are the stronger power. Nobody's ever surrendered because they had a chance of victory by themselves. Surrender is just a realization that I don't have it all together. And that I bring my little bit and I hand it over to the one that has everything together. The one that brings everything to the table. And that's what surrender does. see, When we surrender, we have access to God's hope, to his grace, to his mercy, freely. It changes our perspective. It changes our vantage point. Why? Because we can hand it over to the one greater, stronger, with all the resources to change the world around us. When we surrender our anxiety, we get to have peace again. When we surrender our fear, we have courage again. We get to breathe again. We put God in control again. Letting go of the things that we can't carry. Because let's be honest, they were never ours to carry. And I think the most important thing for us to remember here is that surrender is probably the strongest, the most courageous thing that you can do in any situation. Just have to add this in as well. There is no limit to the amount of surrenders that we have. There's no like three and out rule with God. It's like, you, you know, you've given, you've given three things to me. That's like, sorry, God's not keeping count. We can come to him over and over and over again. And we will come to him over and over and over again. And I'm going to be honest with you. We're probably going to come to him over and over and over again about the same things. Because we struggle. We're a bit of a mess, let's be honest. So what's the best thing that we can do? We can put up our hands and surrender to God again. The next again that we need to concentrate on is is for us to declare again. There's power in our words. There's power in the word of God. Things happen when we say them out loud. I I don't know if you've ever noticed, but if if I can get, I'm sitting on the front row, so I can't skin it too badly. But if I can get my son to say that he's not afraid of something, suddenly he's not afraid of something. If it's in his head, it has him. If it's out of his mouth, it's gone. The fear of whatever that thing was is gone. It's amazing. It's like I had a nightmare. What did you, what did you dream about? No, it was this and this and this. And, and he will be super scared, sitting on his bed, upright, stressed. What was that about? And, and he'll tell me. And as he tells me, you can see the fear going away. It's like that with us too. When we declare the word of God, when we hear ourselves saying it, it changes things. Romans 10 verses 9 and 10 says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and that you are saved. Declaration leads to salvation. Saying it changes everything. A, declara- a faithful declaration holds the power of life or death in it. So we need to declare God's promises again. We need to remember them again so that we can declare them again. Because God's promises holds the power of God. They hold promises of life for each and every one of us. Despite what we see, despite what we hear, despite what we feel. Let me give you some of that truth. God tells me that I'm loved, I'm accepted, I'm a child of God, I'm Jesus' friend. I share an inheritance with Christ. I'm united with God and in one spirit with him. I'm a temple of God. His spirit and his life lives in me. I'm a member of his body. I am redeemed and forgiven. I'm complete in Christ. I'm free from condemnation. I'm a new creation. I am in Christ. I am chosen of God, holy and dearly loved. I am established, I am anointed, and I am sealed by God. I don't have a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. I am God's co-worker. I am seated in heavenly places in Christ. I have direct access to God. I am chosen to bear fruit. God never leaves me and he never forsakes me. God works in me to help me do the things that he created me to do. I can ask God for wisdom and he will give me what I need. And there is corroborating scripture. There is evidence for each and every one of those statements. It's not something that I made up. It's not, it's not, not some hoorah statement. It's not like, let's get the band back together and sing this out loud and cheer you on. No. This is the truth of how God feels about you. This is the truth of what Jesus paid for us for. We get to live in the truth of this. We get to declare again. We get to confess it with our mouths and believe it in our hearts. We get to go public with the truth and to live it out every single day. And I hope that was some of what you needed to hear this morning. The last thing I want to concentrate on this morning is for us to take heart again. To take heart again. Because when we worship again, it builds our strength. When we pray again, it shows our allegiance. When we surrender again, we can know where we are safe. When we declare again, we get to know who we are. And all of that helps us to take heart Again, Why do we take heart again? Because Jesus rose again so that we can be born again, so that we can have hope again in the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that we might have a relationship with the Father again, so that God may lead us, his people, through whatever we might be facing again, that he might lead us through his spirit again, into his presence again forever so this morning the question is what is your next step is it to concentrate on god i need to to worship again i have forgotten how to do that lord i need to pray again i've i've left you out of my life you 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 were a part you've never been a part maybe i need to pray for the first time this morning 
and say, Lord, I want to declare who you are in my life. I've heard who I am. I want to thank you for who I am because of who you are. So maybe you need to pray again. Maybe you need to surrender again, handing it over, whatever it might be, going, Lord, I have nothing. And he's like, yes, that's exactly what I want. I want your nothing so that I can give you everything that you need to get through what you're facing. For us to declare again, to remember who God has created us to be. We are his children. We are set free for a purpose. We get to make a difference in this world, not because we're so cute. No, because he's so great and he loves us dearly. And lastly, we get to declare again. All right, so we, we get to take heart again, sorry, because of who he is and of how he reminds us over and over and over again and how he invites us over and over and over again. When we've messed up, when we think we're perfect, when we think we've got it all together and when we know that it's all falling apart again. I want to leave you with this. Again is not a failure. No, again is a superpower. Again is not a failure. Again is a superpower when we turn it in the right direction. When we leave again with ourselves, we're in trouble. But when we turn our again to God, our true north, everything has an opportunity to change. Let's pray together. Father God, I thank you that this morning we get to worship you again. Lord, we get to pray again. We get to surrender again. We get to declare again. We get to take heart again, Lord. Where people are in all kinds of places in their lives, Father God. Thank you that you are highlighting to them what will bring the breakthrough, Father God. Lord, as we prayed in the beginning, Lord, while we were singing, Lord, Lord, we pray that your kingdom come, your will be done in our lives, Father God. Lord, we pray that you have your way in the things that we are out of control in. Lord, we can't control what happens to us from the outside, but we can control our response. Today, our response is just, Lord, we come to you again. And Father, I thank you that you take that surrender, you take that again, and you use it as the fertilizer for great stuff ahead. Lord, this isn't a declaration that everything's just going to be moonshine and roses from this day on, but that in everything we face, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the God of our hearts and our souls, He's going to be there with us setting a table for us in the presence of our enemies, in the presence of the worst that we could possibly face. You are there and you are taking care of us and you're taking care of us well. And I thank you that we can trust you with that, Lord. I pray all of this in Jesus' name as we turn to you again. Amen. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, 
We trust that you have an incredible week.